This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Hey, welcome back to Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo. I'm here with Tony Shore. How are we doing today, Tony? I'm doing great, Chris. You know, all things considered, my family and I are doing well and uh, just been working hard though uh there's been a it's been a busy week so uh, just outside personal stuff and work uh, just really busy after a long weekend how about you how are you doing oh fine but you know as we talked earlier my my son got uh, the covid virus so hopefully everyone who's listening will keep oh. him in his prayers and yeah uh, that's hopefully not he's young and strong and he'll get through it so um yeah, he's quarantining himself for, I guess, a couple of weeks, and uh, hopefully it'll all be good. So today I thought we'd talk about, because um, we do get a lot of questions on this, being an attorney and a CPA, is um, choosing a business entity when you want to go in the business. So Tony, you and I will create a fictional business, and we'll, um, we'll go through the different types of entities. Most of the entity choices are for liability protection. And then there's there's tax issues. If we have time, we'll 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 get to that. But sure. So what are we making? What's what's our widget? Pizzas. Pizzas. Okay. So how about a how about a pizza place? Okay, we'll get a pizza place. And and Selmos. Yeah, Geno's. Yeah. So um, <laughs> so where you can let's make it even a little more risky. Where you can uh, make your own pizza. Remember the Seinfeld episode where oh yeah, Kramer came up with that. So. So, so generally, look, if you go at it as your own, there's, there's basically four types of entities. One, there's a sole proprietorship is, is only for like, if you're doing it yourself, if you have a partner, then you're going to either be a partnership, you can be a corporation, or you can be something called a limited liability company. So all these have been developed, um, with different types of liability protection for the owners and for the businesses. So, so we're going to uh, do this pizza place. Let's say we wanted to make a partnership, which is just you and me. We're going to go at it. So the risk there and why people don't use partnerships and they use it mostly some other entities is in the those whole business world, we have liabilities called inside liabilities and outside liabilities. So uh, an outside liability would be we have this pizza place together you get sued personally, Tony, for a car accident, right? The business has outside protection from your creditors because if you get sued and can't pay, they could say, well, let's give me your half ownership in, in Gino's Pizza. But I didn't sign up for that. I didn't sign up to be business partners with car accident victim. I signed up to be business right. partners with Tony, right? So right. in partnerships, we have this outside protection that the creditors of the partners can't necessarily take the business interest and become a partner. 
or they could put a lien on it. It's called a charging order in, in the legal world. So they could put a lien on your half of the business, but they can't become a partner, right? So that's right. that's outside protection. But in partnerships, you know why most people don't do that is there's no what we call inside protection for the owners. So if somebody does get hurt at the pizza shop, burns themselves making this pizza, not only can they sue the partnership, and if the partnership can't pay, so let's say you get sued for a million dollars and you only had a half a million dollars of coverage on your insurance, they yeah. can go after Tony and Chris personally for the other half a million. I don't like the sounds of that. Yeah. So most people don't use partnerships. So they created these other entities, corporations and LLCs. And the reason people look, oh, why should we protect these people, right? Why should they have protection from their liabilities? The reason they come up with all these is because we want to foster business inventions. Like, look, I'm willing to put up a hundred grand for this pizza place. You're willing to put up a hundred grand, but I don't want to risk everything I ever worked for. If this pizza place doesn't make it, the most amount is a hundred grand, right? So I don't want to lose what everything else I worked for. So the reason they provide these protections is so that people will take a chance and open a business, create an invention, create drugs and all that kind of stuff that may help, you know, humanity. So we want to foster this uh, business invention. So the, the next type, and most people know about, most people are very familiar with are corporations. They can be small corporations. They could be big, they could be IBM, right? So a corporation, as you know, Tony, you go on the, on, so IBM's a corporation. So you go on the, the stock exchange and you buy a hundred shares of IBM. And let's say you, you put in 10,000 bucks. IBM gets sued for a trillion dollars. Ooh. They go under. Your exposure is you could lose your $10,000. They can't go after right. Tony for more. Right? So that's inside protection. So as an investor in a corporation, my personal assets or our personal assets are not exposed to the creditors of the corporation. So ah, I, okay. That's a good way of looking at it. So if I, I get it now. Yeah. So if I buy shares in IBM or we buy shares in IBM, the worst case scenarios, I lose that money. So I put up $10,000. I want to buy some IBM stock. IBM goes out of business. I'm, I'm out 10 grand, right? But IBM gets sued for a trillion dollars and doesn't have it. They can't come after me for any more money, right? So that's the inside protection. So most businesses over the years have, um, have been corporations. Now what corporations don't have is that, that protection we talked about before outside protection. So say I own shares in IBM or we own shares in IBM or we own shares in our pizza place, right? So we have this, uh, this pizza place, we form a corporation, you have hundred shares, I have a hundred shares. You get in that car accident, right? So and you get sued and they say, you know what? You don't have enough money to pay. Give me your hundred shares of your stock. They can do that if it's a corporation. So now the corporation's owned by me and whoever was in your car accident. Okay. So similar to, you know, IBM. So if, if I get sued personally, it's not going to affect IBM, but if I get sued personally, this car accident or whatever, and I lose my shares of my shares of stock in IBM. It doesn't really affect IBM. They just have a new shareholder, 
right? Right. So, but in a small business, that that could be troublesome, right? So you didn't yeah. want to be. I didn't want to be in business with the person you got in a wreck with. So, so it didn't have this outside protection. So with a corporation, that person could actually take your shares and be an owner. And now as a, as a true owner, like they have say in the business, they, you know, all all the stuff that ownership has. Right. So, so, so they said, well, we don't really like this. So we like the protection that if, you know, IBM gets sued, I don't get sued. But we don't like that, you know, in a smaller business arrangement that Tony and I have this pizza place. If Tony gets sued, all of a sudden I'm business with some 18-year-old that I didn't want to be in business with, right? So they created, oh, it's got to be 20 years ago, maybe 25 years ago now, something called limited liability companies. So limited liability companies basically had the best LLC. LLC. So you'll see these in, in most companies have, have changed to LLCs. So yeah, most com- small businesses yeah. that start now are LLCs, right? Yeah. We don't even look at corpse because, and we'll talk about the tax a little bit later, but, um, the LLC entity was a blend of both of those say, look, we want inside and outside protection. So if Tony gets in a car accident, I don't want this, this car accident victim to be my business partner. Right. And the flip side if the if Gino's Pizza goes under, I don't want to lose everything I've worked for. So I was willing to put up money for this business venture. Let's say we both throw in a hundred thousand dollars, and you get a really nice franchise going. If it goes under, I'm out a hundred grand. You're out a hundred grand. But we're not out everything we've ever worked for: our house, our cars, our pensions, and all that kind of stuff, right? So the LLC it was this hybrid between a partnership and a corporation that took kind of the best of both worlds. They gave you protection from both sides. So almost everyone now uses LLCs. So um, I don't know if I confused everybody out there, but really the, the whole thing is how much protection do you want? And you don't have to. So for corps and LLCs, you can be a one-person corp or one-person LLC. So if, if you were starting your, uh, let's say, landscaping business, right? You could do it as a sole proprietor where you're just on your own, but then you have the complete liability exposure, you know, liability exposure from somebody getting hurt on a job. You, you run over something and it goes through a, you know, it goes through a window. And so you have no liability protection with a sole proprietorship. So most people, if they get any type of advice, wouldn't be a sole proprietor. So um, really, it's really about how much protection you want. So I know when people sign, tell us, hey, I want to start a business, I just default to LLCs now because you get best of both worlds. So then there's the issue of taxes. Got to be taxes, right, Tom? Um, yeah, yeah, I knew you'd you'd get to that. Uh, there's always tax talk. So, so from a liability standpoint, from a business operational standpoint, normally it's LLCs now because you have the corporate protection from the corporate creditors and you have the the outside protection for the partnership creditors. So, so when we form an LLC, you have various options. You could be a one member LLC, which means Tony, you started the business on your own, right? So if you choose to be a one member LLC for tax purposes, you don't have to do anything extra. You don't have to file a separate tax return for that entity. Okay. You can just put it right on your tax return. Now, it sounds counterintuitive, but now am I exposed to liability? No. 
it's just a tax thing, right? So you have to separate, you know, the corporation and all that is at the state level. You know, you form a corporation, you form an LLC. That, that's all state law run. The tax law obviously is federal. And then you're just determining how you're going to get taxed. So you can get taxed as an individual, which generally used to be better because the individual tax rates uh, start lower than the corporates, but they go, but they go higher now. So you have to be careful there. So you can either be a one, one person LLC, or let's say we wanted to uh, be a two person LLC. So now we have a choice. Do we want to be taxed as a corporation or do we want to be taxed as an individual? So let's say we want to be taxed as an individual. So we would file a tax return for that entity. So instead of putting it on a, directly on our personal returns, we'll file uh, a, a return for the entity. So if we're treating it like a, a standard LLC, it would be, believe it or not, it's a partnership return. So you and I, uh, at the end of the year, we made uh, $50,000 of profit. So we file a tax return for the LLC that says, look, um, 25000 of this profit should show up on Tony's 1040 and $25,000 should show up on Chris's 1040. So you hmm. file this information, basically it's an information return to the IRS that say, look, we made $50,000. Here, here's the partners, here's their shares. Look for this on their, on their personal return. So the entity itself doesn't pay any tax. Okay. Now, some people said, well, you know, I'm already in a pretty high tax bracket. I don't really necessarily want that extra income flowing onto my tax return. So is there a way that the entity could just pay the tax itself? Okay. And there is. So you have an option if you want to. So the default would be that we're, we're taxed the way we just talked about. We're taxed as partners. We show half of it on each of our tax returns. Hmm. But you can make an election to say, no, I want to be taxed like a corp. And you'd be like, well, why would you want to yeah. do that, right? Yeah, exactly. I was just about to ask, why would I want to do that? Um, because right now, the highest corporate tax rate is 21%. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Uncle Trump. So, yep. so and and part of that lowering all those tax brackets for the corpse were to bring people back to the United States. So, small businesses was favorable for them too. So, the large businesses that left the United States uh, because we were getting taxed thirty, forty, fifty percent of the, of the of the profits, they're like, you know, heck with that. I, I could go to Ireland and get taxed twelve. So. So they, they, there was incentive to bring, I mean, I'm not sure if Ireland's 12, but it was less than ours. So there's incentive to bring these, these businesses back. So, um, and, and, and really to spur on invention and creation and they just don't want to be taxed at those higher rates. So, so some people might say, you know what, just let the entity pay its tax and they'll pay 20, 21%, whatever it is. And then we're done. I don't have to show it on my personal return. You don't have to show it on your personal return. So and then you could complicate matters even further. You can be taxed as an S corp. So now people probably have heard of regular corps and S corps before. From a corporate standpoint, there's no difference. You you are when you register at the state. You're if you f- sign up as a corporation, there's no S corp, C corp stuff at the state level. That's just a tax election. So your IBM is still IBM is still IBM is still IBM. 
whether they want, and they can't be an S corp, but if they could, S corp, right. C corp is just a tax thing. So from an entity standpoint, you're, you're no different. So S corps are treated like partnerships. So, um, that again would flow to us personally. So, um, you know, it's just, it really depends on, which is kind of nice. You can pick and choose how you want to be taxed now. So if you're in a higher tax bracket and you don't want that extra income to be flowing to your tax return, um, because you want to keep it in the business and you want to use that extra money to open up another Geno's across town. Right. So if, if I have, we have a successful business and if we have to pay 40% taxes versus 20%, well, that's, that extra 20% I could use to open up another store, right? So, so you get to pick and choose um, how you want to be taxed. So did I confuse you yet? <laughs> well, you, and, you and can really get in the weeds, but it really is like too confusing. So, but you don't have to do all this on your own. You don't no, necessarily no. have to know exactly how all of it works, but if you're going to run your own business, you need to make decisions but you can help lay this out like you have been on the show so far. And this is something you help small businesses do all the time, yeah, I would assume. We do. And, and the, the reason that you get to pick is because this LLC was this, this, it's not new anymore, but it's probably 20 years or so. It was this new entity that nobody really knew. Like, well, is it a corp? Is it a partnership? How does it get taxed? You know, I don't want to be taxed like a corp because corporates are really high before. I want to be taxed like an S corp. And it's a, it was really, really confusing. And you had to initially draft your documents in a certain way. So it would be taxed either as a corp, an S corp or partnership. So it was like really hairy, right? So the IRS, our treasury years ago came out and said, look, we're just going to create a form you check the box, which one you want to be taxed at. And then we don't have to go through all this, all these, this rig of remote, right? So you want to be taxed like a corporation, you check the box. You want to be taxed like a partnership, you check the box. So it made it easier. And so you have uh, uh, reasons. And then some people want to be um, corporations um, because the, again, the corporation tax return. So if we file this uh, Geno's Pizza Inc. tax return, and it makes a hundred grand in, in uh, gross profit. It doesn't show up on your return or my return. The corporation pays it on its own. So just like mm. IBM, like we don't have anything on our our tax return from IBM, right? So IBM pays it on its own. The corporation pays it on its own. Now, the big thing which I think they should get rid of is. Regular corporations like IBM, you know, when you get dividends from IBM, you have to pay tax on them, right? That's because right. you're yep. getting return. Now, the downside of the corporate structure is the entity doesn't get a deduction for the dividends they give you. So let's say there there's $100,000 of profit and the entity pays the tax on $100,000. It turns around and pays $100,000 dividend to Tony and Chris. Tony and Chris have to pay tax on that dividend again. Yep. So they're like, what? So it's, it's, called, du- it's called double taxation. Yep. So, um, so the dividends that come out of those, those, those corporations, you're, they're not getting an deduction and, um, 
you're, we're having to pick it up personally. So part of this strategy of moving to LLCs and other entities was to avoid this double taxation as we you get, you know, and there, there's, there's other reasons too, but we can't get in all those about, you know, when you, if you're going to sell the business, how all that's going to work out too. So, um, so if you're confused out there, you can dial <laughs> 440-886-3550. But I just, you know, the real word of caution is do not use sole proprietorships and don't use partnerships because they're, there's better entities and they don't cost it. Like here are the filing fee to do it. An and LLC. you're not fully protected if you use yeah, you, those. You, you, you're yeah. totally exposed. And, yeah. you know, we actually use LLCs for personal protection for people. So if people have a reasonable amount of assets and you're in a business field that can get sued regularly, accountants, attor- accounts, not so much attorneys, doctors, you know, things like that. Um, we often create LLCs for their personal assets. And, and, and so we put their personal assets in their own little private LLC. So uh, those, those have creditor protection from outside and inside, like we talked about. So if they get sued in their personal life, in their professional life, they don't necessarily lose all their uh, personal assets. So um, we do that a lot. And then they're reasonably inexpensive, at least here in Ohio, I think the filing fee to create an LLC is 99 bucks, right? So, so if you have several rental properties, you could, you can create one LLC. Let's say you have five rental properties, Tony, you can put them all in one LLC. The risk there is, you know, if somebody gets hurt on property one, two, three, four, and five are exposed. Right. Right. So some people do that because it's just convenient. I don't want five LLCs and I'll just get more insurance. Maybe that's okay. Never had a problem. The other option is look, create five LLCs. It's a little more work, a little more tax returns, but it's more protection. Okay. Right. Now, now I got to caution the listeners that protection doesn't mean you can't get sued. Right. Right. So, so the, best way is you create the, you, whatever whatever entity seems right and then buy a lot of insurance because insurance provides a bucket of money and attorneys to combat the litigation you're in so we have this pizza place we're in an llc we said look we you can't you can't sue us personally like they, they could sue anybody they want right yeah there's yeah. plenty of attorneys so even if it's like there's such a thing as a frivolous lawsuit but they're never frivolous because they come up with some crazy thing that says, well, maybe that would work. So anyhow, it doesn't prevent you from getting sued. Now, eventually when it all shakes out, you might not have any exposure liability wise, but it costs you a hundred grand for the case. Right. Cause here in the United States, the loser doesn't pay both sides unless there's a contract or some type of statute. So I had this discussion years ago with my son. I um, may have told you this Quick story. We were um, we were sitting at uh, Burgers Bagels. I don't know if you have Burgers Bagels out there. Oh, but, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. So we were sitting there, and I was explaining the difference to him from um, English law and um, American law. So in English law, Tony, you sue me, you lose, you have to pay my attorney. Right? Wow. You pay your attorney. You got to pay. Your... So the concept there was: look, you brought the suit, you lost, you should pay. Right. In America, we said, well, we don't really want that 
because it might thwart Tony from suing when he really has a good case, but he's just too afraid of having the bear the burden of the whole whole sure. thing. So, so in America, look, Tony, you sue me, you win, you lose. I still got to have to pay my attorney. Now, hopefully you've paid me enough money where I can pay my attorney, but I'm still going to be out my attorney's fees unless, you know, we were, there was a contract that said the loser pays or there's a statute that says losers pay. But so I'm telling Gino this, so, so as he's eating his bagel, he looks up to me and he says, so in America, the lawyer wins either way. Like, man, this kid, this kid, he's got it, right? So, so, that's right. Um, that's right. So, um, so it's really about protection. And then, you know, we, we deal with the tax, you know, protection first and then uh, tax issues. And sometimes the protection is just from your partner. You know, your partner might be a mess. Your partner might have personal issues that you don't want to deal with. You know, he's a gambler. He's, whatever it is in his personal life or, you know, something happens, he gets divorced. Right. So we own this pizza place together, Tony, and, and, uh, God forbid you get divorced. I don't want to be partners with your wife. Right. Right. I didn't sign up for that. So that's why you gotta, you gotta think of all this stuff. If we were just a regular corp and she in the divorce got your shares of stock in Gino's pizza, I'm now partners with your wife. So if we used an LLC, I may have to give her half the profit, but she's not a partner. She's not like in, in the door telling me what to do. Right. So, so it's really, uh, uh, you just have to have this discussion with now your attorney. And, uh, let me tell you, uh, you know, accountants, believe it or not, can't, are not supposed to, um, file corporations and all that kind of stuff. We'd see it happen all the time, but you know, this is legal advice. So you really should, uh, you know, go seek an attorney and, and, you know, don't go to your divorce attorney to figure out what business entity you need. Right. So, uh, and vice versa, you know, you know, you don't go to a, an eye doctor to, um, to have heart surgery. So, so I probably talked enough today. <laughs> well, I know, yeah, I, I mean, it is time wise, but, uh, yeah, the bottom line is, yeah, I think we should wrap it up, but, uh, I think you pointed out a lot of interesting scenarios. A lot of folks out there who have a small business or are thinking about starting a business uh, need to understand this. I'm sure they have questions. So do not uh, incorporate a yeah. business without talking to a financial professional like yourself, a, a tax professional, uh, a financial advisor who's done this. And Chris, I know you're more than happy to meet and talk with folks about it. Sure. Uh, what is that phone number and web address where they can get a hold of you? So the uh, financial side is 440-886-3550. That's brooksidetax.com. The law side is uh, 216-485-1040. You like that, Tony? 1040. Um, and uh, anselmolaw.com. So um, look, it's too important to do it wrong. And you won't know that you did it wrong until things go bad. Right. So, so, there you go. So, so do it right up front. Yeah. Yeah. Until something goes wrong and then wow. <laughs> uh, tax time comes, you'll probably realize it as well. <laughs> when the first yeah. tax time comes. Well, Chris, great show today. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Road to Retirement with our host, Chris Anselmo. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 
888-238-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.